The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States, or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you so you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretshopperfiles.com. everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to do a quick shout out for BMT tax depreciation reports. Now, for my two rental properties, I've had a BMT tax depreciation report done on those. And at tax time, I can get up to $25,000 worth of tax deductions. That's a lot of money. And for your property owners, would you believe a lot of them don't know the savings that they can be getting? And every rental property can still have some type of tax depreciation. So get in contact with the guys at BMT, talk to them about how you as a property manager and a property management agency can be serving your clients in Australia about getting the maximum tax deductions for their rental properties. Take care. Hey, it's Dennis here and I am with Michael. Hi everyone. And we are from Inspired Growth Training. So, Michael, today we're actually going to be talking about those 10 key things, 10 mistakes that we're finding through all of the secret shopper calls that we're doing. I mean, we have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls. And, uh, you know, it, it's absolutely brilliant that we get to catch some of this information that we can then share and help other people become better agents. Now, we're only going to do 10 mistakes, right? Like, we're not going to go through all of them, are we? Because, mate, we have seen a lot of mistakes. I've got to say, yeah, even in the last couple of weeks, there's been some doozies. There's been some amazing um, phone calls that's happened, you know, some really good ones. And then there's the opposite end of the scale as well. Yeah, I, I think we don't want to we don't want to mislead people and and let them, and let people think that everyone out there is bad. I mean, let's say that maybe maybe it's only ten percent, Dennis. Maybe it's only ten percent that are good. Yeah. Right. That's and maybe ninety percent uh, is where the market is lacking. And I, we hear how many agents we hear say, "Oh, we do our own secret shopping. We call up our own owners. We call our own um, competitors." What are they asking? I mean, what are they asking and what are they getting? Is it just a fee call? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's just basing on, on what their material is and what, what the fees are, you know. But it's got, it, there's so much more to it. Um, with customer experience is one of the key things that, you know, that we are basing our, um, the, the whole reports on as well. I love, Dennis, I love when we speak to business owners and they say, yep, Whenever I bring on a new staff member in experience, I get them to call the competitors and get them to find out what's going on. And I'm not scratching my head thinking, but they don't know anything about real estate. They don't know anything about the experience. They don't even know the questions to ask. Like, what could they be possibly finding out that's going to benefit your business? That's right. We, we're using real people you know, with real issues, um, with experience in, in property, in real estate, a whole lot. So um, their knowledge is already, you know, straight up there, uh, which is really interesting. I, I also love the fact that, um, 
you know, the, the agents that we, we're using. So if I, I call you up, Michael, and you give me your 10 properties, that the 10 agencies that you want us to do a secret shop on, you're picking the 10 agents in your area. Mm. Now, we're finding the flaws in, in the, the, the top agencies that are being used, right? So um, it certainly is teaching people their worth when we're delivering these reports, you know, because we're finding the flaws in the supposedly top 10 in each area. So, crazy. Um, and I, I think we should preface it too by saying, um, for those who are listening to this for the first time, maybe, um, we, we don't take these stats or we don't take this feedback from like one or two. So we're making thousands of phone calls and that's not just in Australia, that's New Zealand, um, the UK, America. So like our sample data is probably the most in-depth sample data going across the planet right now. I would um, question anyone that can, that can um, rally the type of data and the experience that we have over this. So what we're going to go through today is consistency, right? I mean, that's not even on our list, right? One of the points, but we're, we're going through the, what is consistent, the things that we're finding each day. Yeah, look, let, let's start it off. Like, I mean, the first thing that we've got on our list is scripts and dialogues. Yeah, and I think so many um, agencies fail with their scripts and dialogues. They don't know what to say, when to say, how to say it. Um, I mean, you know, Dennis, we're training on scripts and dialogues all the time. I guess like when we've got um, your BDM club, you know, when we go through BDM club blue, green, you know, black, Gosh, there's a few of those BDM clubs going now. <laughs> there is quite a few. You know, and, and scripts and dialogues is one of the, the biggest things that we train on. Uh, you know, Darren actually just did a one-hour session, actually went over an hour on, on 10 scripts and dialogues in our um, Grow, Influence, Dominate series. And, you know, I actually said to Darren, this should have been split into a two-hour session. Now, during the calls, what we're doing is we're asking for a discount or if you've got any offers and, and and they're just straight out saying yes no or they're offering a discount prior to it right there's no scripts and dialogues that they've got to justify anything so it, it's it's quite um it, it's disarming to hear actually it's also a case of like a lot of new people in the industry they come into an office their their first um, experience with scripts and dialogues may come from people in the office that have got bad experience or, you know, just um, bad habits, yep. right? And they're told to answer the phone a certain way. But that, how they answer the phone isn't the right way how to answer the phone. They don't know how to get the right bits of information there, um, you know, how to get the person's name, um, address, you know, property address that's going to be rented. They don't know how to ask those um, discovery questions. Yeah, so it's like a new owner then when you sign up a new owner, you have an onboarding process in place. What's the onboarding process that you have in place for new staff? You're getting the outgoing staff to train the new member. Yeah. <laughs> a, why are they an outgoing staff um, in the first place? So, I, mean, I, I would love to see if anyone has got like an opening script dialogue of how they would um, ask for a new business inquiry that comes into the office, like on their phone script, um, if anyone has a copy of that, send it through to Darren at IGTmail.com um, just so we can have a look at that and maybe give some feedback on your opening script. Yeah. Now, Michael, this brings us on to the second point. 
you know, um, which is attitude. Because, you know, having the correct scripts and dialogues is certainly important. But if you don't have that right attitude behind whatever your scripts and dialogues are, then, you know, that's felt and heard from that recipient at the other end. I mean, you know, we've had, um, you know, as an example, um, it was only recently, Michael, we had someone say, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. That's not the best attitude to have. And, I love it. Yeah, and, and the other thing, uh, it was another person, somebody said, oh, we do the same as everyone else. Yeah, I love What do you think we do? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there, there's no attitude, uh, you know, or it's the wrong attitude that's been put, put in place because there is attitude. It's just the wrong attitude. But, Dennis, uh, it could be argued that the person may have had a bad day, you know, or they may have got off the phone from an angry tenant or a disgruntled landlord or whatever it is, and then just so happens that that next phone call is from a new business. Um, how, how do you resolve that? I mean, that's common, right? You get so many bad phone calls and you get a positive one. How do you shift the mindset? Well, you know, one thing that um, I used to do is, you know, if I wasn't in the right mindset, I would look at a mirror before I answered the phone, you know. Um, this is where, this is where that Adonis story comes in, right, where you look at the mirror, you see that you're God's gift, and uh, you think, hey, things, things could be worse. I've got this. <laughs> I've got this. You know, like, it's an old trick, you know. It's, this, this is stuff that I was taught in Sesame Street, for crying out loud, when I used to watch it on TV is going back to the basics. You know, look at a mirror, smile before you answer the phone. Have that right attitude when you're answering the phone because that, that's the thing about real estate. You're touching on it could have been a bad tenant, a tenant not paying rent. You've just come out of tribunal. There's so many issues that can that you can face, but then a new business call comes in. All of a sudden, you've got to flip that around. You know, or, you know, um, so, you know, that attitude is, a, it's a, it's so important to get that right. I think, well, I think, especially with a lot of our team members, Dennis, I encourage everyone to watch the film Boiler Room. Uh, even though it's about selling penny stocks and everything, and that's probably not the most ethical um, film, um, it is really well written and, um, and the actors in there, they just show you that on the phone, attitude is everything. Mm. No one knows you've had a bad day when they call you. No one knows that you got a flat tire. No one knows that you just got berated by a tenant. No one knows that you're in control of that attitude that you give out on the phone. And it's no, so important that you know that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, it's especially, you know, that, um, you know, it doesn't matter who's answering the phone, you know, there should be a protocol in place that you've got to get that attitude right from the beginning. Sometimes if front of house can't answer the phone, you know, then it might go through to another department that it, it rings through and you need to be on song. You know, it doesn't matter what mood you're in, um, that next person that picks up the phone or that's calling could have 10 properties, 20 properties, or they know somebody. You know, you're always got to be in that new business process. I think that really comes down to our next point too, which is around that training um, in, in the office. And <clears throat> excuse me, we, we were touching on earlier, sometimes there's systemic training failure and that comes from the top where People are recruited, they come into the business and the business owner or the department manager doesn't know what to do. Mm. You know, yep. they kind of let the person wing it. And that's when they say, go and call the competitors and find out what they're doing. Um, 
but the training, there's no training, no, there's no independent training, there's no company training. In fact, I would um, bet majority of people out there don't even have um, office manuals. And if they did have it, when was the last time it was updated? Yeah, I mean, that's a big task on its own, isn't it? I mean, Michael, you know, our outsourcing team, they have to go through thorough training before they even start their first task with us. Yeah, and even though they work from home, you know, they're not working in their pajamas, you know, they're, they're professionals, they're executives. Um, before they even start, they've got to go through that rigorous, um, you know, 15 to 20 hours of training before. Yeah. I mean, we flew to the Philippines and we did um, a full training day. We've done three training days that have all been recorded and um, edited up for them to watch, to learn from slang to whatever it is. Attitude is what we cover as well with them, you know, um, which is certainly an important thing. But training, self-development is super important. Now, you're talking about, you know, a, 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 you know the boiler room. What about the movie um, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. You know, he gets in there and, and he trains them on scripts and dialogues. He motivates them, turns their attitude in. You know, he, he puts them into their training. Okay, his training was a little bit... Um, more relaxed with the parties and the styles and stuff that he did, but training was important. You know, it's a forefront. You know, you can't do what you did when you first started in real estate. You can't just do the same thing. You've got to do continued training and you've got to have that um, continued development. A, a lot of people we know, they do training, but they're not actually upselling themselves during those phone calls. Can I say that one of the best countries so far with um, customer service and knowledge on the phone, should we, can we say that or do we? It blew me away and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, go for it. You know what guys, like the UK have their customer service and, and knowledge of product over the phone, 10X better than America, Australia, New Zealand. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, they might be behind. They might be five to seven years behind in everything else around um, property management. But their knowledge on the phone, like, it's captivating. The mannerism was amazing. It was really, really good. It, it, um, I think on one of them, you messaged me, Michael, and you, you actually said, how good is this? It, it actually surprised us how good it was. It was on song. And that's just knowing your product, right? Like, they know it intimately enough. They can guide you, like, walk you through that whole process. And, you know, you feel like you're part of it, whereas... A lot of the people we call agencies around America, Australia, you're not part of the experience with them. They're not bringing you through the experience and how, how is it going to shape the life of that landlord if they bring their property with you? Yeah, and it, it certainly shows that, you know, that they do put a lot of training um, into their mannerism, into their attitude and, and their customer service and knowledge. I thought that was really good what they did. Um, you know, they've got that down pat. Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means to you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5pm Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Now, um, for everyone out there listening and maybe watching, uh, we didn't say this at the start, but I do have three kids, six and under, um, at home, full-time. 
and there's wiggles going on. There's all these other noises in the house going on at the moment. And there's every chance that this door behind me is going to open. So if it does, don't worry. We've done I, this before. I can't hear anything, Michael, just so you know. Uh, look, and Michael, on to the next point this brings us to. I mean, we're working in 12 time zones. We are checking um, their after-hours call service as well, whatever the case is. I am blown away at how many companies do not have after hours. Yeah, majority. And like yeah. even the ones that have a voicemail there, just a voicemail, is like silly. Thanks yeah. for calling. Please call this number. But you know. some don't even have a voice message or an answering service at all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, as a minimum, hire a company that answers the phone for you to take notes, so you feel like you're at least talking to a real person. You know, um, that's kind well, of a minimum. People want that engagement. If they're calling you after hours, okay, there's a, one, there's a couple of reasons. One, it's maintenance. Make sure your voicemail or the service you provide after hours um, has a provision to adequately. Uh, manage maintenance because it is a big part of any real estate business. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those people that finish work and want to speak to someone, they've gone into Google and they've typed in property management company near me and they've rang and all they're getting is a manage- is a, um, a maintenance spiel. You know, you're not catering for, for that. And people go, oh, they'll call back. Mm, no, they probably won't call back. Mm, no, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's a certainly, it's an interesting thing, you know, to have, Michael, the insurance companies in Australia, Amy, they nailed it. They did their marketing. We will answer the phone. Guaranteed someone will answer the phone. And it was just a customer service person that answered the phone. Hello, it's Amy. You know, um, I thought that was really good uh, how they did it, actually having someone answer the phone. Yes, that is great. But the person who answers the phone can't help in any capacity other than direct. They're a message taker. But, yes, there's a human that answers the phone and you're not being met with the IVR which unless there's an engaging IVR, it's not worth having. No, absolutely. Now, um, let's go to the next point, Michael. The next one's a a tricky one, um, which is websites. Now, we understand that, you know, there's franchise groups and there's regulations and rules, et cetera, that you've got to follow, uh, but we're still finding a massive flaw in websites that we come across. Can I ask everyone a favour out there? Um, just find out where the contact us goes to, right? <clears throat> because we send a lot of contact us questions in general, and sometimes we just do it for fun to, to agents that, you know, are part of the group or not part of the group. We'll just send a contact us message and, and see if they reply. Uh, what were our stats? It's like 97% of people don't respond to a contact us message on their, from their website. Yeah, and sometimes we actually have to go to the website because we're not getting, um, you know, we, we can't get through to the front of house in the first place. We can't even get through or the, the phones aren't being answered or whatever the case because if, if Michael asks me, he instructs me to call ABC Realty, I will keep calling mm. until I get them because he wants that information. He wants the data from them. So if they're not um, answering, I've got to go to the website. And uh, the problem is, where do I find the contact us on a website? Is is It blows me away. Where the phone number is, you can't even find, which blows me away. Um, and then you're not being responded to when you do fill in the form. Now, you know, 
one thing that I also see, if I'm looking at property management and I go to a content us site, it's automatically set to sales. Mm. You know, uh, why? why? Why should it, you know, do you have to have a category or does it, you know, um, it, it just blows me away there. Um, you know, the simplicity, they've just got to break it down a little bit. I don't think people realise, Dennis, though, that you can have like HubSpot or something like that connected to the, to that, um, or Mailchimp connected, and you get prompted every every time. Mm. Uh, the other thing on the websites, uh, again, like you were touching on before, they're all sales focused. A lot of them are sales focused. People want to know when they go to your website, how are you going to help them? Yep. And if you've got all your awards there, and you've got that's not going to help them, you know. So what's the path of least resistance? What are the pain points that they're coming to? And I guess too, like if they're going on Google and they're asking for certain things, like how do I make sure my tenant pays rent on time or how do I find a property management company near me? I would expect like on that Google search that not just your, your name comes up, like in, I guess in the map search and, and the reviews, but also in the organic section, I would expect your company website plus other pages that you've got um, under your website, like the pain points. So do what you can create the blogs, have everything on your website, which identifies pain points. And, you know, remember the keywords, property management company near me, property manager near me, put that throughout your website because that's what people are typing into Google. That's what they're looking for, you know. You know, it, it's interesting, you know, you, you also just brought it up, it's all sales-focused, right? You go to a website, it's got house for sale, right? I want to sell my house, house for rent. Where is I want to manage your property or... You know, it's like a sub drop down or even when they do have manage, it's the last thing. Yeah. You've got to go like click here, down here, down here, and you've got to look for it. it it's, um, you know, it needs to be, you know, a big button that says, you know, see how much rent we can get for your home. Click here. Mm-hmm. Why should we manage your property, you know, and have a, a video link to it. So, you know, websites, again, um, we understand that you can, even if you are in a franchise group, you can make certain adjustments to your page. You can have the wording. I get that you've got to stick to the same um, patterns, but you know what? If it's not there, just some of these basic things that we're speaking about, contact your franchisee. Mm. Contact them and reach out and say, I need this button, you know, on the front of my website, um, etc." Yeah, good point. Yeah. I guess yeah, that brings us into the next um, topic there too, of proof statements. So, you know, it's one thing having a website that's um, either inadequate or not showing people what they need to know. Um, it's not being able to not being able to prove to or to the owners, to landlords, what you're saying that you're doing, delivering and promising, um, you know, that you have got low rent arrears, that you do rent property out faster than anyone else in the marketplace. Um, having those REA reports or like whichever web portal that you're using for your properties, they show you you know, how long your property sits in the market for compared to market competitors. Yeah, exactly. You know, proof statements are certainly really important that, you know, we, we, our first point was scripts and dialogues, you know, having proof statements in your scripts and dialogues, having proof statements in your attitude, having your proof statements um, as part of the knowledge, you know, um, is your, your knowledge in the industry is certainly very, very important. It's easy to say that, you know, you are the best property manager or you're a property manager in the area, but show them some facts in your proof statement. You know, we manage, 
we've leased 62 properties in this suburb. We lease 68 properties in this suburb. So, you know, if you say that you're the best property manager in the area, you know, your website could state experts in and have the list of suburbs and then give proof statements around that yeah. as well. You know, proof statements, you know, they back up your scripts and dialogues instead of people just talking about, you know, we are the best property manager in the area. Show us why. Back it up. Mm. Wise. And, you know, Michael, you spoke about arrears. You spoke about how many days on market. That's, you know, they, they're actually overcoming concerns and um, objections that an owner may have before they've even called you mm. if they're looking at your website. Yep. Be transparent with it. Be transparent. And again, some people say to us, I don't, I don't want to do proof statements because my stats aren't that great. Having the confidence in your ability, though, I mean, you may have some historical or an issue that's happened in the last month or three months. Um, but that's okay. Like people, are, you're showing them evidence of the things that you're doing and you can justify it with reasons and causes. Yeah, spot on. I mean, we understand that, you know, if there's a pandemic in place that it can adjust and change, you know, certain things. But guess what? Everyone else is the same. <laughs> you, know, it's, it, you know, they've all got to make the same adjustments. Yeah. And, you know, like when you do sample data from every agency across the board, everyone has um, samples of bad tenants. Everyone has samples of bad owners and everyone has samples of bad properties they manage. Yeah. And can I just also say, you know, whether it's a pandemic, Easter, Christmas, New Year's Eve, whatever the case is, whenever we are doing um, secret shopping, we don't just do it in that time. We actually um, test the companies over various different markets, should we say, because it's not fair if we're doing a, a secret shopping report on an agency between Christmas and New Year's because we all know there's a skeleton staff that's going on, you know. So we do check it and we do um, back it up, but um, we, you know, we work in those other um, regions as well. Now, Michael, you know, this takes us to the next point, okay. So from proof statements, you know, the next point that we're going to bring up is points of difference huge I mean, one huge one yeah you know wow you know uh, it, it, it still blows me away i tell you what if somebody if an agency out there wants to really stand out amongst the, um, everyone else be really clear on your points of difference because nobody else is still not we've been saying this for months dennis though and mm -hmm. you know we know people that listen to the podcast and then they're still not clarifying their points of difference either. Um, but what is a point of difference? Well, a point of difference is where you are different to your rivals. <laughs> you know, and how do you know what your points of differences are if you're not doing a secret shop of your rivals, if you don't know what they're doing? You know, we hear people say, oh, we don't care about what anyone else is doing. Well, what are your points of differences and are you clear on that? You know, so, um, you know, you need to have... Clear, refined points of differences. Now, Michael, <laughs> we had an agency um, actually say that um, their points of difference is their franchise group. Now, that was a new point of difference, I've got to say. I haven't heard that one. Um, it was because of the colour of the door. Uh, that is not a point of difference. Yeah, I love too, like where they say that their sales department are the most recognised and awarded sales department in the state or in the country. <laughs> so what, is, what has that got to do with you managing my property? 
Yeah, and, and there was another one that stated that they've got the um, the, the most recognised real estate slogan since the um, 80s. And I just went, <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, that's not a point of difference. That's not a proof statement. Um, look, it's a point of difference because it's a different franchise group. We, we, I, don't, I don't want to get critical on the on it, but it's it's not relevant enough. You know, because yes, it may help. You know that trusting, having a trusted brand, but the person still wants to list with you. They're still questioning. They're still asking, "What are your fees?" They're still asking these questions. And if you can't get the point of difference down, and you just say it's because of the colour of the door, then you're not going to be winning any business that way. No. Or even if you say that you've got a hundred years of experience in the office. <laughs> doesn't work it's not a point it's not a point of difference but you know people will make up their own mind on, on how to differentiate you and, and they're going to look for it. if you're not telling them and making it easy for them they're going to have to come up with their own reason as to why they can do business with you and it may be the only difference they can see between you and another agent is price um, which means that you haven't you haven't demonstrated enough and you know other avenues to do that is on our next point um your social media and your online presence so many times we see people with um, either a great business and poor social media or great social media and a really poor back-end business. Yeah. Um, it's finding that healthy balance of knowing what to post, when to post, on which platform to post, not mm -hmm. posting the same thing on every single platform at the same time. Um, and, you know, letting people know a bit, a little bit about who you are, the team, you know, what, what some problem solving, some videos, some, um, you know, even your online presence, Dennis, Google. YouTube. Absolutely. Michael, you know, when we're on these calls, or well, not us, we're not the ones making the calls, but when we're listening to these calls and, and the team, we look at their socials. They might say, you know, we are very community focused, but then we go to their social media and all you see is house for rent, house for sale, house for rent, house for sale. There's nothing to do with the local community there. There's no interviews with the barista or the new business that's opened up or the new highway that's being developed or whatever, it, it, there's no backing. And they, they talk about them being the best and we go to their Google reviews. <laughs> not only are they a, a 2.5 out of 115 reviews, they're not replying. You know, some basic stuff that's not being, um, there's no follow through. It's like somebody saying they've got zero time to rhetoric, but they can't back it up with a proof statement. No, I love seeing those that don't reply with arguments. You know, I saw an argument online the other day for social media and a real estate agent was asking for guidance and I, I read the, re the review and I said, I think you're being inflammatory here. Um, go on, edit it, maybe change this. And he said, no, my view stands and it's important and people need to know it. And I thought, I think your view is coming across as um, quite aggressive and um, anyone that's reading your reply may think that you're not the right person to do business with because of how aggressive your reply is. Yeah, yeah, you've got, I mean, when replying, whether it's a Facebook review, recommendation, LinkedIn or a Google one, you need to be thinking it's the, the next owner is the one that's going to be reading it, the next potential owner. Um, so it's super important that you're not having um, any attitude in there. I mean, a quick recommendation is wait 24 hours before you reply. You know, um, get someone else to read over your reply. Very bad one. Not, not a good one. A good one is to reply right away while it's hot. You know. While it's hot on your mind. Well, also too, reply to good reviews as soon as they come in. 
because if you haven't replied in three months later, you make a mistake and then you go to update, you go to leave a thank you and they see it, they'd be like, no, you don't deserve that five stars anymore. I'm changing that review, right? So do it as soon as you can. (laughs) Yeah, certainly can. Okay, so Michael, this takes us to the next point, overselling. You know, um, there's so many times that we're seeing um, BDMs or the property managers or whoever that are answering the, you know, that are, are talking to these potential owners. They're so quick to sell themselves and talk themselves up. They're not actually even asking questions. Hmm. No, they're, they're not. They're, they sell themselves. We talk about the line of expectation, right? Where people, they'll say they do all these things and make all these promises and their basic promises, and you know they may deliver on on a majority of them, but nothing is screaming raving fan, right? Like, like yeah. they come to you because you had the personality, the attitude, and then you've gone from the BDM to the leasing agent to the property manager who wasn't bought into the process when they were when they were being sold on the services, and now they're just uh, meh, as they say, you know. Well, you said it earlier, Michael, you know, one of the people actually said that we're um, an overselling statement is we've got the most um, awarded, you know, sales team, you know, that that's just talking another department up, you know, or they're, you know, if I'm a, one of the key reasons a BDM doesn't get the listing is because they actually haven't um, sold the services to the client, right? It doesn't mean you sit there and sell, 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 because you need to know what you're selling them. If you can find out what their concern is, then you know how to overcome the objection for you to then sell your services. So the key is asking them those open-ended questions. How did you find out about us? A common question that we don't get, you know, um, why did you call our agency? Um, What are you looking for in a property manager? And one of my favourite questions is, you know, what are your concerns about renting out your home? You know, these are key questions. If the person says, oh, I found you on Google, great. You can track where you got it from. They've read the reviews. If they say, oh, my uncle rented off you all, he, his property's through you and he told me this. So whatever that thing is they told you about for them to call you, you've got an idea of, okay, they like the strictness or they like that we um, lease properties out quickly. You know, what are your concerns? I'm worried my house is going to be trashed or or the rent's not going to be collected, or it's going to sit vacant too long. They're telling you how to win the business. But you know, um, I guess this is on to, our, on to our next point also, where people fail is um, not following up. And the difference between you winning the business and losing the business may be that somebody else followed up. When you are relaxed and sitting back and waiting and thinking they're going to come back to you because you nailed it while you were doing that, Someone else who showed who went through their property was also calling them every day. Now, some people are scared to do the follow-up. They're like, well, no, I nailed, I nailed it. They're going to call me. I know it. I felt really great. They answered all my questions. It was perfect. Mm. When you send your proposal out, are you putting a time limit on the proposal? Are you saying that this quote is valid for the next three days? Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, when are you looking at renting out your property? Two weeks' time from now? Okay. Our quote is valid for the next seven days. Okay. Yeah. Michael, one big thing that you brought up, your proposal. So that means that when you get off the phone, you're actually emailing them something or confirming an appointment. Yeah, that, that's a whole other session. Like, Darren's going to kill us if we go, go on for another hour on, on, on the proposal. 
Yeah, that's a, that, there's really no follow-up um, system in place. You know, the, the, that process, the procedure is not put in place. And, and we are real people, remember. We're not just putting an email inquiry in and going, on. Oh, no one's replying us. We're actually calling with a real property, with a real concern, etc. The whole lot is there and we're, we're not getting those follow-ups. Yeah, like no one's following up. And it's consistent throughout all the countries um, with that lack of follow-up. So money is in the follow-up. So yeah. the follow-up may be the difference. If you're not converting, if you're not getting um, the people signing up with you, what's your follow-up like? What are you doing to ensure that even if they're not going to go with you, that they know that that's okay? Yeah. It's okay, Mr. Mr. Landlord, you decided to go with ABC Realty. That's fine. Please know that I'm here at any time you need any questions or any help. Well, Michael, that comes back to having the right attitude about it, doesn't it? You know, and we can really segue all of these points. And the right training and the right scripts, knowing everything, you know. Right information and websites, our points of differences, you know, having the good social medias to back it and and not overselling because you're in there asking and offering help more as well. And understanding why they went with somebody else, why your point of difference wasn't clear enough to them. Mr. Mrs. Landlord, that's fine. You've gone with ABC. Can I please ask for some feedback? Why did you choose them over me? Yeah. So that comes back to then putting training in place on yourself or your team for that process of why you missed that business. But Dennis, um, no one's going no one's gonna do all this stuff. Like we tell people over and over and over, no one's gonna do it. Can I just say, without plugging inspired growth training, our portal, we've got such rich content there that covers all of this, yeah, right? So if you are looking for that competitive edge, please log in, check what we've got there. We've got sessions, we've got webinars, we've got live events that we've done covering all this stuff. Every single point is covered. And we've even got free stuff on our knowledge library. Look, Michael, all of this stuff we talk about and we see a lot of our members talking about in our Facebook group as well. You know, there's so much stuff that is spoken about on there. And I've got to say our Facebook group is one of the best attitudes um, that's out there for any Facebook group going around. If no one um, has joined our Facebook group, certainly go to Inspired Growth Training Facebook page. Make sure you like and follow the page. And simply there'll be a big button that says, join visit group you know go in there answer the question so we know you're a real estate agent and you'll be able to get more free training just in there yeah correct correct yeah mate that was a, a great session awesome session um covered 10 really good um points there from the secret shopping um 10 big mistakes that we see we could have had more but like you said we just picked out those uh important 10 we thought were really important ones yeah, so make sure you reach out to us with any questions. Uh, again, if you've got that opening script dialogue that you use and you want us to do a quick review for you, make sure you send that through to darren at igtmail.com. Thank you all for checking in. Thank you, everyone. Take care.